Meanwhile, on Nanny's ship. Whoa! Nanny! No, 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 no! Nanny! Uh, you're okay. Okay, there you are. Uh, you're gonna be okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Sheffield? Oh, uh, Nanny, it's okay. Get off of me! Oh. They've taken everything from me, just like Mr. Sheffield did. Where were you when I needed you, you worthless, stupid boy? <laughs> I, I, just, I just have to go to the bathroom. Look, you've still got me. Oh. Slap! Oh! I have nothing just like you wanted. <laughs> Are you happy, Peter? Are you happy? <laughs> I don't need this. Why are you so mean? She has arms, she has legs, she's an egg. This bitch is an egg. Yeah. <laughs> everyone welcome to episode 198 of comic book queers legacy i am your host brett but i'm only one of the hosts because your other host is evil jeff this one right here hi evil hey mr sheffield (laughs) (laughs) great to have a nanny scene that merits our cold open because it's always a pleasure to do that voice yes oh good old nanny can't get enough of her She's now the president of SAG. She is? Yeah, friend Drescher just got well, just became the president of the Screen Actors Guild. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Well, not really, apparently. My friends in SAG say she was kind of the old school and Matthew Modine was running against her and he was the one being like... Oh, and he, She's actually progressive. more conservative and he was the more progressive. Yeah. I think the nanny is ripe for a Broadway musical, don't you? Oh my God, I would love love that right yes if we're just doing tv and movie properties on broadway these days let's do the nanny burp um (laughs) evil jeff speaking of broadway it's been a very special time here in new york city you know why why i just got back from new york comic-con three whole days of it oh that sounds like a super what are you doing man oh Super hot. It was. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's interesting. So this year, the thing that was palpably missing were the big publishers and a lot of the big properties. Marvel, no presence, no panels, no footprint. DC, no panels, no footprint. So like you typically go, there's like a Marvel Next Big Thing panel. There's an X-Men panel. None of that. No Dark Horse, no Image. All of the major publishers were missing why, from Comic-Con. Why was that? I don't know. I assume pandemic-related. I'm not sure. But they were not but there. But you could at least send a booth. I mean, a booth is like the, right. literally the least you could do. Right. Nothing. Like, typically the giant Marvel booth where they're giving away stuff and there's creator signings. Not there. Also, a lot of the experientials that shows would do like the snow piercer experience i remember going through the tv show even like superstore had an experience nbc showed none of that the only things that had major footprint experientials which were outside by the way 
were like the Sandman uh, podcast audiobook on Audible. Um, Funimation had a big footprint outside. And then the third one was Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol had a fantastic experiential huge carnival tent where you go in and play carnival games for prizes. Each game was inspired by each one of the characters. So there was like a cliff steel super speedway. There was like a negative man, like energy magnetism game. Um, there was like a Rita far fun house mirror. It was, it was really cool. Um, but it was, fun. it was fun. The doom patrol thing was very fun. They had a drag queen, outside doing doom patrol trivia as you waited um they had danny the ambulance outside which i took several pictures with so that was fun but in terms of like the shit you and i are into like the major publisher shit not there except for doom patrol wow what is an x-fan supposed to do what is an x-fan supposed to do Uh, like discover other shit is the answer so all of the sellers um Obviously, the photo ops and celebrities were a big thing. Like TV shows had had like main stage panels, like a smattering of them. But if you are like a not even like B tier, like a C tier publisher, like if you really are a kind of a, a publisher that's really trying to elbow your way into the game, you have a lot of properties, but you still haven't really like skyrocketed to like a dark horse level. This really was your time to shine. So all of the comic books, all of the publishers were. You know, like not even like Oni Press, like like even one tier below that, you know. So it was a good time to discover a lot of properties and a lot of things, which I don't do. <laughs> but if you're into that kind of thing, good for you. But it was a very um, odd Comic-Con in that none of the major players from publishing right, were there. Let's get to the real, the real brass tacks here. Yes. Who- well, tell me, tell me about some hot cosplay action. Was there any other? Yes, that? yes, yes. There was. Um, have you heard of Loki? I have. Yes, good because so has everyone else oh, at the New York Comic Con. It was Loki variants to the gods to the point where, like, I even was like, "Oh, come on!" When somebody walked by looking like a nerdy Loki and was holding a sign on a stick that said nerd Loki. And I'm like, bitch, if you need to hold the sign that says what you are, don't be that thing. I know. I'm technically, I'm a fucking Loki then. Right. I'm old but there ginger was, Loki. <laughs> I would say like outside of the, there, there was some God tier cosplay of like, like it was um actually i'll get to the god tier it was somebody dressed up as the batman who laughs and what i guess are all of the major villainous characters from that heavy metal event that the batman who laughs was was part of those were cool costumes and there was a group of people that did it as if they were filming a movie about that shit like it was next level they were in the foyer going in on Saturday, and I've never seen a circle of fans, of, of attendees, surrounding a group of cosplayers like this in my life. Like People were like, this is the shit. And it was. It was amazing. But Loki was the most prevalent. There was a female Loki from the comics, long black hair, Sif-looking Loki, 
right. that was done to the gods. Like, so fierce, like, to the detail, to the letter, big fur coat on over this beautifully ornate Loki costume. So that was beautiful. Can the I tell Lokis you, I want to just interrupt you real quick because it reminds me of a personal story. I wrote a sketch when I was in the final level of the Groundlings and never ended up making it to the show where I was playing someone who got second place in a Comic-Con cos- like cosplay contest. And <laughs> yeah. I was dressed yeah, as the great. female Loki. And I was, oh very, my God. And I was very angry that they just gave it to like a hot Captain America. Yeah. And yeah. it was me doing like a Kanye uh, West. Yeah. Like, all right, all right, I'm going to let you finish, but hold on. <laughs> Amazing. Was there any uh, hot so naked guys? Loki, what about like naked? Uh, a lot. Like a lot of like, a lot of like manga or anime characters who I don't know. Like I've seen, but I couldn't tell you what their names are. This, but like a guy topless with one of those spiky anime wigs. Yes. And a huge tons. sword as big as him. Tons. It fucking turns me on. But like big, big muscles, like big, tight, hard bodies. Oh yeah, which follow, you have to have this, if you're gonna. I follow this uh, this one cosplayer who does all of those types of things, but he always wears a speedo where you just full see the complete outline of his penis. And I'm like, you're doing God's work. You're, you're doing, doing God's, God's work. work. My favorite. So there was a, a, and a lot of uh, Scarlet Witches, tons right. oh, of, of Scarlet Witches. But there was this one couple that was like the Scarlet Witch was fine. And they were definitely going for like the Scarlet Witch and Vision in the Halloween episode of WandaVision. But this guy, I called him Shitty Vision all weekend. And I kept seeing him everywhere I went. Like this was the shittiest cosplay I have ever seen. And I understand you're going for shitty cosplay because you're doing the Halloween Vision. But this was next level garbage. It was amazing. There was a lot of... Halloween episode Vision and Scarlet Witches walking around. But this one took the goddamn garbage cake. There was another one, though, who heard me say as he walked by, ooh, what does this Vision have, the dick stone? Because he was giving this giant bulge in his shitty Vision costume. He He looked at me like, fuck you, faggot. Yeah, he heard me. You're just like, yeah, fuck me. Yeah, fuck me. Yeah, that's the point. I looked at at him, I was like, hey, dick stone was a good bit. Don't look at me like that. Yeah, take it out of my ass. (laughs) <laughs> um, so yeah Vision and Scarlet Witch and Loki so Disney Plus TV dominated New York Comic Con yeah some of my personal experiences I got to see the boys cast uh, at a panel but it was a retrospective so I think they were very clear about the boys retrospective because they were like please don't expect a clip from season 3 please do not expect us to bring out Jensen Ackles because we ain't doing it but it was um, Kamiko, it was Starlight, it was um, Huey, uh, it was Homelander, and it was The Deep um, in a Jens- panel, which was Jensen fantastic. Ackles? Jensen Ackles from Supernatural, he's going to play oh, Soldier the new Boy. Oh, right, because he's the new yeah. character. Yeah, well, they're probably, right. they're in the middle of filming it right now. They don't have anything to show. He just rapped. I follow him on Insta. He oh, they rapped just rapped? A few well, I mean, weeks yeah, ago. nothing's been yeah. edited. Yeah, so they're not... New, right, they're like, right, right. New York Comic Con? Nothing's yeah, ready. We're, not, we're yeah. not doing an overnighter trailer for New York Comic Con. You can suck it. But I, uh, my friend from Chicago came and visited, stayed with us. We did all three days together. And so I forced him to uh, do a photo op with Chase Crawford. So I took a photo with Chase Crawford. He was just on SNL. 
Yeah, I, I saw his on his Insta that he was him and a bunch of other people that were there. Yeah, did SNL the Kim Kardashian SNL. What did he do? Was he in a sketch? Yeah, it was like a Bachelor, but for some reason it was like. But Kim Kardashian was like playing a character, like doing the Bachelor, and for some reason they got it was like all celebrities. It was like John yeah, Cena, it was all them. Chris Rock, exactly him, and then yeah. there was like, and then the one nerdy guy um, from SNL was like the other was like the other one. He's like, oh, and it was like one of you isn't gonna make it, and it's all just like, I know, I'm gonna. Oh, what's one of you guys? <laughs> um, I John watched, Cena it was, was at Comic Con. It was for me. It was very bad SNL. I felt the, yeah. the Owen Wilson one was really good, uh, but Kim Kardashian was terrible. Uh, you know, what terrible. Else, what else She's was horrible. Um, yeah. I'm going to say, though, you're talking about the cosplaying and like Halloween. Like there's going to be yeah. tons of Halloweens. There's going to be a bigger thing for Halloween because it's so easy. Because now you just need to buy either a green tracksuit or a red tracksuit with a black mask and your squid games. Your squid game. Yes. I My boyfriend started watching squid games and I sat down and was watching it with him. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is actually really good. And then it people is? start dying, oh. and it hurts my Ugh, heart. And, and it, they I said, hate it. Well, here's what they're doing. They're setting up. They're all awful people. It's all people that are, like, about to go to jail. They're, ste- they're robbers, pickpockets. It's all people that are desperate for money, so you're not supposed to like them. But then it's still, like, going into their backstories. And, and, and I can tell you this. If this came out in 2019, it would be my favorite show. But with everything going on in the world, it's her. I will tell you, sure. I'm having trouble watching Why the Last Man for the same reason. I'm yes. having trouble Thank watching you. things that are End really of the world sad shit. and depressing yeah. and murdery, which is now making me wonder, you know what I do every Halloween, every October, I just watch a ton of horror movies. And now yeah. I'm just like, am I able? Like, I think, I'm, I think a Conjuring, I'm going to watch, I saved the Conjuring. I think I'll be okay with that. And but it's yeah, like, am no, I that's fine. Okay with the sla- I think I might be okay with the slasher movie because when it's teenagers, I want them to die. I think that's like the exception. Sure. But other than yeah, that, I want to check out. If um, I'm going to have trouble watching horror movies because yeah. I don't like watching people die anymore. What's going on with me? I don't know. Well, this may change. Um, January fourteenth, twenty twenty-two. You may change your mind because I just saw that that is the release date for Scream, which is the title that of Scream Five. That fast, January fourteenth. I don't I was know, shocked. but here's for me. I know they're killing. I know that not the 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 I final know. three are not going to make it. The final they're, three are they're not, not going to make, make it. it. There's no way. And I'm There's pretty no way. And I hate gonna, it. You're gonna because it always starts when it starts from black. The the scream comes up and you hear the scream and the phone call, and the person who's going to answer the phone call is it's Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox or Dewey, and I'm going to be really fucking yeah. pissed. But listen, hey, this is what I went into Scream 4 thinking. And and that's why I was so happy when they didn't die. And I remember yeah, someone was they like, might not, so like, they should have killed them off. I'm like, no, they can't die. No. I, I was convinced in Scream 4 that Sydney was going to die midway through and Hayden Panettiere was going to be the new Scream Queen. And that did not happen. No. So, I don't know, a rule of Scream might be you can't kill Sydney, Dewey, or Gale. It might be a rule. Oh, just throwing this out there, there is, uh, my boyfriend just bought a book, and it's called, um, shit, it's called, like, Final Girl, The Final Girl Therapy. 
or something. Shit, I need to look at the title. Okay. But it's basically sounds right up my alley. It's a a, a ther- like a therapy group of all final girls, and one Ooh. of them is clearly based. It's one a of book. Them's like yeah, one of them's clearly like Halloween. Like one of them, Sydney Prescott. Like when they start telling their stories, like it's not the actual characters, but you're like, oh, you're the Sydney Prescott. Yeah, um, yeah, I know who you are. You're the Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, that it's sounds called, great. It's called Final Girl Support Group by Grady, yes. by Grady Hendrix. Um, so I haven't read it yet, but I mean, how bad can it be? It seems like that's right up our alley. But yeah, I'm scared about uh, what to fucking... Well, I feel like you should embrace <sighs> camp this year. You know, but it's I like do... For- can, can I force you to watch one episode of the Squid Games? Yeah, even though you know, and I, anytime we bring up Avengers Arena, the reason I never read that is because I hate... I've I've started. I mean, I was sensitized to this stuff before the pandemic. Yeah, I don't but know why. What if someone told you Bong Joon Ho is doing Avengers Arena. Oh, then I would watch. Well, I mean, it's it's Korean, so it's going to be done better. Yeah, true. But still, just don't watch senseless it. Senseless murder. It's don't hard. Watch it dubbed though. Oh no, I would never subtitles. Uh, because and my only. mom called me and she's like, "Oh, the acting is so terrible." I'm like, "I, I know." Remember, acting. I called your and mom like, stupid well, last like, week well, by she's accident. Like, she's like, "The the act, the English," and I was like, "Whoa, are you watching it dubbed?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Watch it with the subtitles." And she's like, "You can't. It's not available." And I literally had to like send her a video, mom, of like me showing her how to change yeah. the audio. Um, there is another piece of big news. Another piece of big news that's coming out that's like super exciting. That I think what? we should address. Um, we kept saying WandaVision was going to be our favorite show. Uh, this, you know, Wise Last Man might be my new favorite show. I think it's it was Agatha all along. All along. That's be my new favorite show. Agatha Harkness, Catherine Hahn is getting her own spinoff. Yes, and not only just a spinoff, she evidently signed a multi-layer deal with Marvel. She has done, I think what I read said, movies and a spinoff series. Oh, well, I mean, I'm clearly she's like going to be a new power player, like villainous, like side oh, sure. She like She's the perfect person, like a Julia Louise Dreyfus, to like show up like at an opportune time in a Marvel movie, like as a cameo. Be amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, we're obviously delving into Marvel magic and with I this, heard the, like, as I think the a multiversal whole seri- thing. Is it the series about her, her coven? This, was it the Sisters of Light? Oh, maybe, maybe. Um, and I'm wondering, is it going to pick up? Is it going to be something where it's going into the past, or is it going to pick up with her with amnesia? It will certainly delve into the past on her amnesiac journey, don't you think? Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Super fun. I like. I, why? But where is the Cat Dennings? Um, what's his name? Thank you, X Files. What's the Cat Dennings? Guy? Jimmy Woo X Files. Yeah, yeah. Where's Where's that one? Yes, Randall Park. Let's do that. Well, oh, because they're giving Tayona Paris her own show as well. Oh, Spectrum's getting her own show. Yes, sir. Wow, I thought they were just going to yep. incorporate her into. Um, the Avengers. No, they're doing a Monica Rambo solo also. Monica Rambo. Fascinating. I love it. But you know what else I love? I like what? What what? 
I, I was gonna say I like that they they know what their good shit is. Yeah, yeah. They're not like okay, fans, you loved Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's gonna be a series about the Flag Smashers. Like yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. Everyone's no, please, like, no. yeah, that was the dud. That was the dud out of yeah. Life. No, no, no. Well, now that What If is over, I've seen a lot of rankings of the okay. So what are the best shows so far? And a lot of people, and we'll talk about What If later. But a lot of people have put What If at the bottom. Put which of one their at the list. Bottom? What if? Oh, I think what if. Has and to the me, least that's amount, unfair. I think what if has the least amount of stakes because it's the. Well, that's exactly. You don't have the opportunity for another, character development. It's just other universes, so it also right. has the least amount of like. It doesn't have to affect um, canon. You know what I mean? But I right. feel um, I would disagree. I, Falcon and Winter Soldier is clearly at the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and I didn't hate it. Like I didn't hate it at all. No, it's fine. I mean, we're talking about like what's like four wonderful things. But I will say, but what if, if I, is if, number three? Don't you think? Yeah, you and I have the same and list. It's Loki, Wandavision, Loki, Loki, What If, and yeah. Falcon. Yeah, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Um, so those are our hard topics. Oh my God. Comic-Con, Squid Game, Agatha Harkness. You know, before we go into the rest of the show, um, there, so we're talking about spooky stuff to watch. And so I'm going to try to like make a recommendation okay. every show. So I'll just do that now. So I've been looking at a lot of lists of like, what are the best Halloween things to watch? And I've seen most of them. And one thing came across um, my gaze, which was uh, a movie called Trick or Treat from 2007. It's an anthology movie. So what I mean is there's four short stories that comprise the movie. And there is kind of a red thread that connects all of the stories. So I watched it last night. I do is recommend it. Famous even though... Yeah, so we've got... So... Um, I'll name some famous people. Tell me if you can guess who made the movie or who produced the movie. Uh, so we've got Leslie Bibb is in it. Um, we've got... Is it Judd Apatow? Pa- <laughs> no, no. Leslie Bibb is, is not, oh, not wait, really part right. of it. Oh, wait, that's right. No, no, no. That's, I was thinking of Leslie Mann. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anna Paquin is in it. Um, Brian Cox is in it. Gee, what other movie have Anna Paquin and Brian Cox been in together? Um, those are really the only actors that I think are connected to the producer does, of this who film. Who is it? Uh, it starts with, like, it opened, and my friend and I were watching, and it opens with Bad Hat Harry Productions. And I was like, wait, why is that so familiar? Bad Hat Harry, Bad Hat Harry. Who is that? Who is that? I look it up. Oh, my God. It's Brian Singer. Brian Singer produced this. Yeah. And then it said written and directed by some other guy. There's no gay shit in it because it's written directed by someone else. I was like, okay, is like it's written and directed by someone else right now. The cast, my bet is I don't think so. Maybe he maybe he molested Dylan Baker, groomed by Brian Singer. No proof, of course. Don't sue me. No proof. So it's kind of like what, like creep show. Where it's just like a bunch of different yeah, stories. Yeah, but they're, it's, they're all it's funny because related. they're more intertwined. So they kind of, um, you check in with pieces of each before they really dive into kind of the wholeness of each one. Like doing one after the other. But it's Brian Singer aside, it's it's kind of delightful. 
It's pretty good. It's an hour and 20 minutes, which is great breezy. for that kind of thing. Easy breezy. Um, and the red thread that ties all of the stories together is a character who is featured on the promo art, like the cover art. Um, this character whose name is Sam, who is like a little demonic child in a scarecrow costume, fully covered. You can't see their face in a scarecrow costume. And like they appear in each one of the stories. Um, so really good. So if you're looking for like a Halloween thing, that's like not too much of a commitment and really stays like pretty light, pretty easy breezy, but still has some beautiful, gory, funny moments. I recommend trick or treat. Nice. Yeah. You want to talk about X-Men? I want to talk about X-Men. Let's do it. Hit it. I want your X. Come on. Come on. Oh, X-Men. So we have New Mutants, Hellions, and Excalibur gracing us last week. What do you want to talk about first? Why don't we dive into New Mutants? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, really? I still don't understand why they're just like, yeah, let's bring the Shadow King in. Okay. With no like... Who's they? Xavier and Magneto. (laughs) Yeah, I got you. Okay. I I didn't know if you meant the creators or... yeah. Just in general, the idea that like, let's just take this huge big bad that, that had me trapped mentally for ages on an astral plane. Let's just invite him to live with us without making any safeguards to prevent him from doing anything bad. It just seems ridiculous to me. It just seems ridiculous. And then, it is ridiculous. And then, oh, the Shadow King is actually murdering people and, and actually um, kidnapping people mentally. And like I'm just like, I can't feel sorry for you when you brought this on yourself. I will say this. The Shadow King's motivations are not selfish. They are based in the Krakoan community. The Shadow is King true. is afraid afraid that they're all coming for Krakoa at once. Sentinels, Belasco, Limbo, like they're all com- the, like the brood. They're all coming and he needs to train people, these kids to take it seriously. I kind of dig that motivation. And I do too, but I think then let's aim on the thing that I find more interesting is this book has kind of made it that like we're looking for the new the fives we're looking for the new sword um what's that weird mysterium the mist people where they all it's the new different ways of grouping the powers together to create new ways to use powers and that's yep, what this sure. book has been circuitry kind of, yeah and that's like the, the group of like the, the the freak squad you know have figured out that they can like kind of manipulate um like animate corpses and stuff like that uh it's that kind of stuff that I find interesting. And instead, they just put it all on a one-page spreadsheet. Oh, actually, the Shadow King, he's now making them ba- do all the, the new mutants, do all these battles. And here, let's just do a spreadsheet of them, of the different power combinations they did. I'm like, I would rather watch this than have drawn yeah. things of Scout and the Freak Squad just walking like, hey, let's go talk to the Shadow King. And now here's a page of all the action sequences that happened. What? 
I didn't make yeah. it. I, I yeah. was like, you're, you're like, write a, a have that be <laughs> written down and show me the cool stuff. Like, that's the cool stuff I want to see. And speaking of the art, though, I, I feel like Rod Rice, who I know I like a lot better than you do, never been better. I thought the art in this issue was particularly wonderful. Oh, you liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, I'm not into it. I know. I know, girl. I think there's a point, and I will say, I feel like he's going for this... um, Sankevich. Sankevich look, but Sankevich still was able to um, get the pathos and emotions in the faces that I feel he doesn't. And that's why I don't mind. It doesn't have to look like fucking Pepe Larraz. It doesn't have to look pristine sure. and gorgeous and beautiful. I like it when it's super stylistic. It just, but if you're not getting the faces to have emotion and you're not, then I'm not on board. Like I loved, um, when remember X factor with a strong guy, that first X factor, was it Stroman? I think he was, his stuff was like, Oh, the way, Larry Stroman Larry stuff. Stroman yeah. stuff is like way, stylized but i kind of dug it because he could get the faces right for me and then he did some stuff later on i'm like oh actually i don't i don't think you're good anymore but anyway yeah um anyway i just feel uh yeah i don't like how he draws the faces it's more the facial expressions is that i have a problem with sure i can see that one thing i one i'm having (laughs) difficult i'm having difficulty uh reconciling is this arc opened with the story of that pretty much clarified that Amal Farouk and the Shadow King are two separate entities. I have not seen that come into play in this story. In fact, it seems like this kind of contradicts it. Yeah. yeah. Like, where is the struggle of Farouk versus Shadow King? Yeah. Which is what I thought was being set up. Maybe it's still coming. But no, but even I, then, when Karma's like, why? I won't let you take me over again, she's still talking to him as if he's the exact same thing, from yeah, before. right. And so, and he's being portrayed as the exact same thing as before. So, why did we redefine him at this opening of the story? I think it was all just like, uh, it was like a red herring to get us to not think he was a bad guy, but of course, we're, yeah, he's a I bad guess, guy. yeah, we're not stupid, yeah. Anyway, there's still like good things happening. I just feel like they're, they're emphasizing the wrong things when they're telling the story. Yeah. You know, I will say there was the data page called the rebellion of the host, which is, is about like the separation between the shadow King and the boy, the, but mm, still it's not, it's not impacting the story, but don't put I don't want it on a data page anyway. I, yeah. Oh, that whole thing. I hated that where it was like, what am I reading here? Like, yeah, I had to read it twice. Yeah. Like, and then I'm reading? just like, am I reading a riddle? Like, can I, can't you just show me? Like, what is this supposed to say? Just, sh- uh, anyway, I don't know why I'm so. Listen, angry. you and I, you and I are improvisers. So I know that this resonates with you. Stop trying to be clever and just be clear. Yeah, exactly. And I don't need things spoon fed to me, but I also don't, yeah, don't be esoteric to be just, just for the sake of being like cool and clever, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, stop. (laughs) Let's talk about Excalibur. Excalibur, on the other hand, I feel there might be people that feel this is all over the place and whatever, but because it's so entrenched in this world that I love, I'm I'm 100% on board. Except for the Jubilee. Oh, I love it. Except for Jubilee. Um, 
I still don't get the Jubilee Shogo. The Shogo thing still just doesn't make any sense to me. It kind of feels like they're about to dump Shogo. Like, I feel like Jubilee is going to be like, you know what? He can just be a dragon here. It's fine. Bye. But why is he, why does he turn into a dragon? They do say stuff about babies and children and imagination. And they do make it seem like Shogo just really loves dragons or thinks he's a dragon or whatever the fuck. Human babies because Megan's kid is technically a baby. And she doesn't turn... Is it because she's mentally older that she doesn't turn into a dragon? But then they were I like, mean, oh, yes. but if he, if he stays here, he'll stay a dragon. But he's going to keep aging if you keep him at home. And that's not what he wants. And then I'm just like, he's a fucking baby. He doesn't... This kid can't even talk. Like, he's a baby baby. He's a baby. Like they don't want shit just, other than... I'm going to ship you off so you stay a baby dragon forever and not grow up into a human being. That's fucked well, up. I don't it's know. It's not like this is Jubilee's real kid. Yeah, I know. And then, oh, let me jump on you up time to go into battle with my baby. Oh, good thing we can ride my baby into war. Yeah, I, it just rings so weird to me. That's the one thing that just doesn't make any sense. But you know what does make sense? Is what? Bay the Blood Moon and Shatterstar coming along for the ride. Shatterstar okay. all over mm, fucking Richard's sure. job. Even making Love jokes it. about Love. how he knows that he wants to fuck Apocalypse. Did you catch that? Yes. Love it. Bay, how come they understand her? Everybody understands her except for Cypher. What the fuck? How is that possible? That's her power. When she screams, everyone can automatically understand what she's saying. That's like part of her powers. It is? Yeah. And that was the funny thing is then when she did it to Doug, he was like, I don't get, I don't understand it. So, and because her power is making anyone understand her, the person that can understand anything, their power is crossed together and make them not work against each other. Oh, I I did not catch on to that at all. Well, you, I thought nobody could understand Bay. Somebody was skimming through X of X of or Ten of Swords. I guess. Yeah, no, no, everybody can understand her. It's just when but that's why she her her voice it's written weird because she's not technically speaking. Yeah, it's in like parenthetical. Yeah. Um my I think my favorite scene was Gambit versus Jasper. He turns him. Someone is reading tick. Someone's watching TikTok because for a while, <laughs> hot guys and little maid uniforms were all the rage. Yep, yep. yep. That was sexy. Um, I love that. I, it was super sexy. And but I just to me, this is when Gambit is at his best. Like the fact that Gambit is trying to charm this godlike being and just be like, Jasper, come on, it's me. Like that is so Gambit, and I love it. And I love how he's like, you do realize everyone on Otherworld hates mutants. So you're a mutant, so they're going to come for you. And he's like, oh, that's just for the ones that aren't rich. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which I will say, That's though, fantastic. If you take the, that from uh, like a World War II perspective, <laughs> um, that's not going to keep you safe, honey. They're going to come for you, too. Mm, true. No, it's And true, I have true. a feeling Very there's true. no reason that they have... Is the fact that Death is a mutant with the vampire people. Jasper is a mutant in the marketplace. If you notice, there are mutants 
peppered in all of the in different each one lands. in places of power in places of power and so that i feel like this is a very interesting war that's about to happen because if you're not reading excalibur basically um everybody in other world and they all just hate mutants and so they don't like that mutants are ruling avalon and they don't like that a mutant is captain britain and they're like this is bunk and we fucking hate it and merlin is kind of leading the charge as a way to to steal the throne back from saturnine it's great and uh and then of course we have king arthur who was we saw was locked away with merlin and merlin has set him free and they've set off an army and it's all about there's a prophecy that his mutant child is going to take the throne from him so he's right. like what i said right oh i thought you said wait <laughs> <laughs> no You're like wait i have a bombshell for you <laughs> oh, i wish oh my god so much hype but uh so his mutant son wait what's the what's king arthur's son's name again mordred mordred which we still have not we haven't seen him yet we haven't met him what's his powers i don't know but i also think he's gay oh i bet you he's gay totally gay right mm, that's his powers you can just like turn anyone gay. like what's that opening quote is like fur with arthur was none other than life but war and strife and with sir mordred was great joy and bliss honey oh yeah what if i want him to become lovers with jamie the monarch oh yes speaking of jamie loved there's one panel during the like king arthur battle at the end that is just jamie betsy megan Oh no! It's just I'm sorry. It's no. It's no Betsy. It's Megan, Brian, Maggie, and Jamie. And it was just so nice to see yeah. them together in a panel. Oh, and then Brian said that one thing where they're like, "You don't have to be here. You're not a mutant." And he goes, "Everyone I love is a mutant." So there we are. Oh, oh ally. Nice. And that's the other thing is, and then the whole reason King Arthur is like, well, my son's going to betray me. And because he's a mutant, he's going to side with the mutants. So I'm just going to kill all the mutants and then he won't betray me. And I'm like, what kind of insane genocidal reasoning is that? Yeah, he's nuts. Nuts with hatred for the gays. I mean, the mutants. So we just have like really fun war. The only thing I will say, here's some things that we do need to um, address. Some things. Some okay. things. Is we need to address, um, it's the difference, I sometimes always get upset with the differential in power sets from story arc to story arc. Yeah. Um, yep. Jasper, Monarch, and um, what, what are the, fuck, what's the one, the one part of Otherworld that's ruled by the beings that can adapt to anything? What are those things called? The Furies? The Furies. The Furies, they are so insanely powerful. The Furies were like, you're fucked. No, when Anytime you, when they if showed you up. Watched, if you read Captain Britain, Alan Moore's Captain Britain, Jaspers and the Fury go on a battle that destroys universes between each other because they're con- right. it's constantly able to adapt to Jim Jasper's um, reality warping powers and so this is a world full of those things and now they're just like oh we're just here in a battle oh i got punched so it's just like even when they came back there was like an earlier when chris claremont came back to the x-men in like the late 90s or early 2000s remember the whole dinosaur thing 
Oh yeah. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel turned into a dinosaur. After that, <laughs> oh, they go God, and meet up yes. with Captain Britain, and they have a battle with the Fury. And even then, it was like the same, insanely powerful. Like one Fury was taking out like a whole. Um, team of X-Men. So it's just, I, I do hate how, as someone who read it previously now has to like retcon it, that they're not as powerful as they used to be. It's kind of like a trope in comics when a character stops being a pure villain, they're automatically depowered a little bit. Yeah. You know, like the Furies are not exact, they're not hunters now, they're citizens yeah. And thus, I feel, have been depowered and, and Jamie, a little bit. And the monarch can birthed a shit spaceship Birthed out of a giant spaceship. He can't just snap his fingers and, and just turn Arthur into a fucking duck or some shit? Come on. Right. Anyway. Right. But I still, it's still enjoyable. But you definitely have to, uh, you know... You can't you can't get too deep into the the weeds with it, or you start calling shenanigans. You go mad. Yeah. Yeah, you'll go mad like Jasper's, or the monarch, or Jamie, or the monarch. Yes. Yeah. Um, but or Mikhail, or any other reality warper. They're all <laughs> mad. Proteus. What's the other one? Even uh, what's the what's um, Molecule Man? All of those reality warpers. You go insane. They're all nuts. If you become yeah. a reality warper, you you become insane. What's you the go one? nuts? Ooh, the one from the Twilight Zone movie that was the creepiest one. Remember him? Oh yeah, the kid. The little kid. Oh. Oh yeah. Peanut butter hamburgers every night. Whoa. Crazy. Um But then there was Hellions. Then there was a book called The Hellions. Hellions. Which felt like the end. It literally felt Well, like, it felt like it felt arc, transitional. It was like an arc wrap up. Oh, we're gonna have a new lineup next next book. Yeah. Or or we're gonna have some like loose threads continue to be closed and then have a new lineup. But well, just like it, Marauders yeah. is coming with a new lineup, I think Hellions is too. Because if you look at it, all of them have kind of gone their separate ways. Havoc has doesn't have to be on the team anymore. Empath is hiding away with Emma. Um, Wild Child was shooed away by Psylocke. Psylocke is like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Especially nanny. now that she's a captain. Yeah, Nanny and Peter uh, are have like you know disavowed each other. So it's like, ooh, who's going to be? I still am like, can we see what's what Nanny really looks like? This is my biggest wish. I, I, please, please, especially with her like going back to her origins of leaving the right, which is finally brought up here. And then, was it established before that she was married to that dude? Oh, that I don't think so. I think so. that's all. I think that's stuff. a reveal. So we always like, knew she was a scientist for the right, and she betrayed them, and they locked her in that thing. But then thing. he was like, "But you chose to stay in you it. You chose it." And that's the fascinating thing of like, even when she came out of that egg in the nanny suit, and I am like, "What is going on? What does she look like? Does she look but like also, Fran Drescher inside of that egg?" Yes. Also, it gives Nanny a certain nobility that. They were like, you, you ch- it was either remain loyal to us, even though you're a mutant and we hate mutants, or get locked in that prison, that armor prison. And she chose the prison. She was like, fuck you. Lock me in the fucking egg. I don't care. But fuck you. Which gives her a little bit of depth that was never there before. And what are her powers again? 
she to me her powers were always light telepathy like genius intellect in terms of like robotics but she always had the um where she could hear light ability for hypnosis and telepathy and she could also like she had like Back in the day, didn't she have a dust that enhanced her telepathic sway right, over yeah. a person? But then she would always de-age the kids so she had it was easier for her to control them. Like exactly. So she had more telepathic sway over children. But then I always yeah. thought like, oh, is that part of her power is to de-age them? But it's not. I feel like that's the science part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then there was a th- there was a big thing of she um wasn't there a thing where it said something like, who knew that he, after she's like, get the fuck away from me, Peter. Um, is there something where they're like hinting that he's about to blow up or to do something? Somewhere? He's about, yeah. So the quote at the end is, in my sorrow, I broke the boy, but I had no idea what, what he'd, he'd do. do. Yeah, there it is. Yes. So that's why I think we've got one more issue. And I think that, I'm sorry, Grey Crow and Orphan Maker are about to put the two final nails in the coffin of this team. Next issue. And then after that, we'll get something new. That's right, because Grey Crow wants to He's like, I'm going to kill the fuck out of Empath. He's like, I want to go into the chambers. I want to erase his DNA and erase all of his backups. Yes, and Empath knows it. And what I loved is that scene with Empath and Emma, which, thank you, by the way, um empath is like you know me i don't give a shit about anybody and then he makes that face i feel like empath is actually like cut that he maybe he did try with these people and it resulted in this person wanting to erase his very existence yeah now let's talk about where this book is going to go next because there's a whole lot of emma frost in this book isn't there yeah and this book is called hellions isn't it Mm mm-hmm Oh, do you think I don't it's know. Gonna be her, her forming like a new group to take I care do. Of? I do. I I really foresee Emma being less in Marauders and more I can see Marauders veering more toward Kitty with like occasional Emma and Emma being more of a more of the sinister in the new Hellions. If there is a new Hellions, I haven't checked solicitations. Well, that's the thing with Inferno. We need to see what is happening with Emma with Inferno. Yes. Oh, my God. It could be anything. Crazy. But a lot of changes in the air and on, on that island of changes Krakoa. Changes Strangers in the night. So next week, we've got X-Men number four. Looks like we may have X-Force. I don't know. It looks like we're not getting uh, new Inferno for a while. Probably a month. Yeah, end of October. Oh. oh who can wait? What are we talking about now that we've talked about the X-Men? Well, maybe some comics that aren't X-Men. They do exist, you know. Oh. And you gotta get them. You gotta get a comic. Hit it. You gotta get a comic if you wanna get a hit. We are talking about um, a comic that is going to become a TV show, but with the way my heart hurts with murder, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to watch the TV show of this comic. 
since it is about yeah, but... children being murdered. Yes, yeah, I'm talking that's about true. something is killing the children. I just realized yeah. now, like, Imagine. watching this in real, like, watching a live action of this comic is going to be really rough, Brett. It's going to be rough because those are kids. Yeah, it's literally watching little children be brutally torn apart by monsters. Yep. Um, monsters of their own imagination. <laughs> but right now, if you're keeping up with um, Something is Killing the Children, we are still in the past of Erica Slaughter and showing how she became the way she was. And these last ones kind of just showed how she had to do... She had to go through a ritual in which... Um, they take the way you kill the monsters. You suck it into like the little talisman, and then they take the talisman, and you basically have like a on a on a spiritual plane or astral plane. You battle the monster on the astral plane. But what they usually do is they take a baby monster and do it with a baby monster, so it's easy to kill. But hers is a full grown monster that's killed and already eaten kids, and so they're all just assuming that she's gonna like die. Yeah, and they're like the her mentor, the one that found her in the first place, um, Jessica, I believe. She is day drinking and sobbing because the minute she put Erica into this ritual, she's like, "This bitch is gonna die," and I'm miserable. And then Erica's like, "Excuse me, who's gonna die?" Yeah, what's up? Because <laughs> she aces it. And then they keep on the person who's like her brother figure. That also just who we know dies eventually. Dies. Yeah, maybe he's not dead. Uh, I don't know. He seemed pretty dead. I don't know. Maybe there's a but what Lazarus pit? Maybe a Lazarus pit. No, no spoilers. <laughs> uh, but it what this prequel arc is doing is not only fleshing out the character of Erica Slaughter, but fleshing out her relationships with some of the characters who she had relationships with in the previous arc, but we just see more layers to those relationships, specifically the guy that is her brother figure who dies in the first arc and Octo, her stuffed animal, which is the that mon- has is the, the monster, monster that killed that her, killed her, her parents. Crazy. Yeah. Which we did not know that in the first arc where she's carrying this stuffed octopus around. We did not know that that inside that octopus is the monster that killed her family, killed her best friend, and put her on the path to becoming Erica Slaughter. I will say this. I'm ready for it to be uh, the present. Me too. Prequels. You know like you can feel. do some more flashbacks, but let's get to the present and see what's going on with her now. What I did like is the information that was given about their whole system, the whole monster hunting organization, and the importance of the different color banners the members of each house wears. It's just white and black, right? No, there's multicolors. Oh, there are? Does it talk about that? Oh, yeah, there's, there's blue, ones. there's green, oh, there's right. red, there's yellow, and they all have different functions. Yeah, but one, on if you the... wear the bandana to the right, you like to get fisted, and if you wear it to the left, <laughs> exactly. you You are a fisting top versus a fisting <laughs> bottom. Exactly. And turns out Erica Slaughter, fisting top, which we knew. Um, the the people like Erica who have a black uh, bandana mask are the solo hunters. So they're the ones that go and like take down monsters themselves. But I believe it's the people who wear the white bandanas are the ones you really need to worry about. They hunt in packs 
which means they take down like the big monsters, like the big ones. Now, are the who were the ones that wanted to? Now, what about killing the people that see the monsters? Is that anybody? Is that also part of it, or is there a separate bandana I that think, just does that? I'm trying to think back. Like those people that came to kill all the people that saw. Yeah, did they have I'm sorry. Those bandanas? are the those are the white. Those are the white ones. It's the silver ones that hunt the big monsters. Oh, okay, right. Where did it yeah. list all of those colors? I don't remember it being that detailed. Oh, no, no, no. I'm right. I'm right. The white monsters are the pack hunters. The silver monsters kill things like vampire and werewolves. And then the, the black ones are the solo hunters. What was your question? Where did where did, was all of that written down? It's in the latest issue. Maybe you're one behind. No, wait a but minute. They were like the scarlet monsters, or the scarlet masks, the red ones. They're the ones who keep track of all of us. They're kind of like the, the nerds. The azure, the blue masks... Um, they're the blacksmiths. They make our weapons. Oh, wait. Did one just come out in October already? Yeah. Uh, is so it issue number... 21? No, 20. I'm, I'm referring to issue 20. Oh, that's the one. I guess I just skimmed that part. No, I read that one. Yeah. The green masks hunt dragons. I'm just like looking through it now. Oh, take another look. It's a two-page spread. It's wonderful. Oh, shit. I did it again. This is what happens when I read things digitally. It had that something is killing the children. And I thought that was the end and it was just the promo. Oh, girl. It's been 20 issues, girl. That's... It's a cold open. Then it's the title. And then it's the rest of the story. The cold open was 15 pages long. It was like half the book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's understandable. That happened with that other Wolverine book where I just, I stopped that's right. I remember the goddamn book. All right. Yeah. Well, whatever. Well, that's fascinating. Well, you've got a, you've got a lot of story. It's fascinating. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because now I wouldn't have known. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. See, this show benefits everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a whole, Erica has a conversation with like the, like the grand wizard. <laughs> that's a horrible term. Um, the, the guy that runs the whole organization at the end. I think they call him like the dragon or something. Yeah. It's wonderful. Uh, there was also a f- like a free comic books day or something. It was um Enter the House of Slaughter. I, I picked that up. I have not read it yet. Oh. I'm not quite sure what it is. Uh, but it looks great. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, uh, by the way, tangent. Are you? Did you read the death of Doctor Strange at all yet? I didn't. I don't. Care I recommend he's just it. Come back to life. Um, he. I recommend it. Well, just tell me what happened. I recommend it. He might come to life at, bat, at the end of issue one, and we get that out of the way. Ugh. Or it might be a younger version of himself that comes back in the case that his regular version is murdered. So is he murdered already? And from what you've read, yeah, he gets murdered immediately. Right. And is the Scarlet Witch ends... in it yet, or they have to? She have to come uh, back. Yeah, but it's a lot of Ileana Rasputin. Oh, 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 well, all right. If magic is in it, I guess I have to read it. Damn it! All right. Fine. I knew I'd get you with her. Yes. 
So that's it for comic books for this week. How about we talk about some things we watched? Let's talk TV. Hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Titans. All right. Titans, Titans. Or as I like to call it, Titans do Krakoa. Because <laughs> what? they're trying to make, I mean, is everybody going to get resurrected in this goddamn show? Oh, they're about to please. have five resurrections in one season. Five. You've got Jason Todd. You've got Donna Troy. You've got Tim Drake. Who else? Um, you're about to get night. Um, oh, you just had um, Starfire. Oh, yep. Starfire got shot in the chest. Starfire, kind of, sorta. And then now Still you're counts. about to have Nightwing. Dick Grayson. What? It's. I mean, I like the hey, show, but it's. It's a little, the theme. It's just like. It's the theme of the season. Are they just gonna kill <laughs> have them go back to life? Lazarus pits. And that's the one thing that's funny is where like Nightwing gets killed at the end of this, and I'm just like. Yeah, they're talking a lot about that Lazarus pit, so I'm not worried. Yeah, exactly. I literally have no worries. Um, yeah. Poor Jason Todd is like... And then, of course, I've, I watch Kim's Convenience, and one of the main characters in the TV show Kim's Convenience gets brutally skinned alive by... Um, did you watch? Do you watch Kim's Convenience? I watched uh, the first season. Yeah, he's like the... Like the best friend of the daughter. Okay. Oh, pe- yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the pizza yeah. delivery guy. Oh, he was the pizza delivery guy. <laughs> oh, no, that scarecrow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just like flayed alive just to prove he could kill yeah. somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to prove he's not a coward. Yeah, which was so cowardly. Exactly. Um. So the scarecrow has gone full bonkers. Um. Poor Jason Todd is like... And just in the middle of like an emo, depressed teen tantrum that unfortunately is causing the entire city of Gotham to turn on its head. Um, the other thing that's fucked up is that the cops are now working for Scarecrow and they're now yeah. just going to straight up just like, oh, there's people that are murder drinking the citizens. Water. Oh, the, the citizens yeah. that have hunkered down and then aren't doing anything. We're just going to straight up kill them. A cab, baby. Um, but Donna All Troy's cops are back. Bastards. But I like that it's now everybody's kind of been separated. Um, we have Superman and Nightwing. We have Starfire on her own. Yeah. Or do we? Do we have Super Superboy and Nightwing though? Well, do Nightwing we? Nightwing kind of. Nightwing. It's also here's another thing. Is like I hate it when people don't learn from their mistakes. Um, it, or from the mistakes of their mentor that they clearly see like but how nightwing blames bruce and then does the same shit every single scene is someone going um dick you can't leave on your own we're a team no i need to keep you safe no that's true that's real that's That's real like every episode and it's ended horribly why does every time Doing that. Little Superman. So Superboy, Superboy is, is like, like I'm coming I with you. I have superpowers. I am super fast. I am super strong. Let me come with you. No, I'm going to hit you with kryptonite dust. Well, no. He actually said, listen, I'm super fast. I'm super strong. You can't stop me. Oh, he true. actually was like, sorry to go all Lex Luthor on you, but, but you he can't was right, stop me. But and he Dick was, was like, right. well, I can. 
Well, he stopped him, though. He blew kryptonite dust in his face. And in the dog's face. Poor Crypto. I know, but if Superboy was there... None of this would have fucking happened. Dick Grayson happened. would be alive. And also yeah. the fact that he didn't you know what? should have shot fucking Jason Todd in the goddamn face. And that he little fucking but also, that shot Dick Grayson, shoot that little fucker. Let's kill him. It's also very possible. So Dick Grayson died because they were he was fighting Jason Todd in public, was surrounded by citizens who have drank the Red Hood Kool-Aid and think the Titans are evil. So one of the citizens shoots Dick Grayson in the neck Who's to say Superboy would not have killed that man? Like, I do think it is the right call to not have Superboy in something as volatile as like, like this. Because yeah, Superboy, no, Superboy might have, have killed, killed all, all of them. those people. He would have killed all of them and right. it would have been fine. <laughs> no, it would not have been well, no fine. No one would have known. Uh, they would have known. Also, Starfire gave her powers... When she was healing Blackfire, she gave her powers to Blackfire. And she's like, you fucking stole my powers. Accidentally. Yeah, she's like, you stole my powers, you fucking bitch, you fucking bitch. Well, turns out, oops, they were Blackfire's powers the entire time. So she- They were Blackfire's all along. <laughs> so it turns out she ended up having a memory after getting shot in the chest. She remembered, oh, those weren't my powers. The parents switched it because I was going to be queen. And so, yep. oh, pro- oh, actually, my poor fucking sister was treated like garbage the entire time and I'm part of it. Right. Because she was second born. So, but now she has these new powers and I don't get what they are. Some sort of, so she she's shot defending the baby who was in her visions. So did I, when when she was shot, did the baby's eyes glow or did I imagine that? I don't. I th- I wasn't paying attention to the baby when I was watching that scene. I, I, they cut to the baby. And, like, but she I don't was think giving some speech glowed. where it seemed like she was. She knew about where she was from, and for some reason, I thought that her baby might be part alien too. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. But anyway, so Starfire shot instead of dying, she kind of like gets reborn in the moment with her new kind of blue light powers that killed the guy that shot her. You asked me before the show if that's something in the comics. I I don't know enough about Starfire to know if that's if there's precedent. There. Let us know if if you're listening to this and you know the answer. Let us know. Tell us. We don't want to do the research. <laughs> I don't have time. Yeah. Um. But so Titans. It, it feels like it's coming to a to a wrap. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. It's all leading up of what they're all going to join together. And then as a team, I, the real question is, is Jason Todd going to live? Right. I think or in the end, he... he has to sacrifice his life for the I team. agree. I think this is his last season. Yeah. Especially now that they're bringing on Tim, Tim Drake. Drake. Yeah, exactly. Bye, Jason Todd. Bye-bye. Do a movie where you have a sex scene where you show your butt. Exactly. Also... Nice lips. Yeah. I mean it. Do an OnlyFans. Get an OnlyFans page. Get an OnlyFans. I follow him on Insta. Not a mistake. <laughs> Is there a lot of topless pics of him? Uh, a lot of like a or tank top. A lot of tank top shots. Ooh. Like modeling in a tank top. A yeah. Bicep. Real, real nice. Real nice. Um, There's another show that we should talk about that ended. Yes. What if we talk about it? What if we talk about it? 
What if? What if has come to a close? It did, and it came to a close by introducing the Guardians of the Multiverse, which was the culmination of all of our heroes from previous episodes. Yes. Um, which I've, And I will say, I was like, why are you getting Killmonger? He's going to betray you. But then it turns out... He is going to betray you. That was the point. <laughs> yes, exactly. Great. Good stuff, Watcher. So he pulls together Captain Carter, um, Party Thor, um, uh, Black Widow from the last episode, Gamora from an episode that we have not seen, but will be in season two. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a little trivia for you. Um... And, I and do, Killmonger. And Killmonger. And I do love that you saw... I will say, part of me, the one that was questionable was like, I don't know, I think Arthur probably would have been better. And also, maybe a Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. You know, our reality was one you could you could pick from. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, the good one where they win all the time. Yeah. How about the Thor that isn't like a fucking bonehead? <laughs> right. But um, but they still prevail. I will tell you this: it's such well animated action scenes. It really is was just like one long action scene, which was great. Oh, Star Lord T'Challa. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. And it was just one long action scene, and I was great. And when I I was like, they're gonna stick the zombies on him, and they sure fucking did. And they sure did. Witch zombie going after all. Yeah. I was like, yes. It was good. It was just super fun to watch, and the animation is so fucking pretty. It's so pretty. Yeah, it was great. I was really happy. Yeah, it was a nice... Yeah, I liked it. And it was like a very nice question to pose as the title of the last episode. What if the Watcher broke his oath? It's exactly where season one of What If should go. And the Watcher is a badass, by the way. Yeah. I know he fought... It was last episode he fought him. But um, God, still... The Watcher can throw down. Fuck yeah. Remember when he bounced Wolverine through time and space in the Phoenix Saga? That was awesome. Oh, yeah. He was like, fuck you, little man. (laughs) So, yeah, what if overall... So, you you know, we were talking about the the rankings um, earlier. And, like, I think it's unfair to compare what if to the other shows because it's just a whole different formula it's a whole different entity like you can't made to be a one-offs light fluffier light and fluffier you know what i mean right there's no there's no character journeys really exactly where the little bit i mean fucking wandavision is like a fucking operatic masterpiece yeah i mean all of them you watch the main character change over that long journey you know and you don't have that in what if and and i think that's why a lot of people are like i hated it well okay well it's not the thing that the other things are how long before eternals comes out oh my god it's like november 5th yes november 4th thursday yeah it's less than a month away holy shit girl holy shit um also in tv and movie news we did not talk about this pre-show. Have you heard about the end credit scene of Venom? Let there be carnage. No, what happened? I refuse to watch the movie. So 
I didn't watch the first yeah. one. So I just watched it on YouTube. Um, the end credit scene. Big spoilers, everybody. So if you do not want to be spoiled, and it does have some pretty major implications, please turn off the show right now. We're just going to do an outro. You've heard it a thousand times after. You're not missing anything. If you are interested in what the final credit scene of Venom Let There Be Carnage is, it is this. Eddie Brock is in a hotel room. I could not hear it very well so because I was in the middle of Comic-Con watching a YouTube video with poor audio. Uh, so he's in a hotel room. I think he's having an internal conversation with Venom as he's laying on the bed watching TV. All of a sudden, the room starts to shake. There is bright, intense light coming into the room through the window. And then all of a sudden, like the shaking ends, the light show ends. And Eddie is like, what the fuck was that? And then a guy comes out of the bathroom in Eddie's hotel room and is like, what the fuck are you doing in my room? The TV is on. Eddie sees on the TV after the guy's like, what the fuck are you doing in my room? Eddie actually turns into Venom. Venom sees the TV. He walks up to the TV and it is the news report outing Spider-Man as Peter Parker it is Tom Holland on the TV, and Venom gives him a big lick. He licks the TV. He licks Tom Holland's face and is like, who are you? So, my friends, I think we have our sixth member of the multiversal Sinister Six in No Way Home. Fascinating. Venom is going to, does that mean I have to watch the Venom movies? No, because Venom was just transported into the MCU proper after the okay. closing credits. So fuck the other shit. So fuck you, Michelle the, Williams. The point is, <laughs> when I guess when Doctor Strange cast his one more day spell, it sucked it him. Not in. only pulled in Alfred Molina, it also pulled in Tom Hardy. Oh, I can't wait. So it's actually that's right? amazing. Like, okay, yeah. So I was afraid that. Tom Holland would like cause when people are like, oh, my God, the closing credit scene. Oh, my God. I was like, all right, people are freaking out. It has to be Tom Holland related. I was very worried that it was going to be Tom Holland landing in the Sony verse. But no, it's Tom Hardy landing in the Marvel universe. Yeah, but it could end back that move. But no way. Yes, Hulk could Tom end Hardy could be like, way. come with me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I got Michelle Williams. OK. Uh, OK. Oh, you should have seen her in uh, Vernon Fossey. She was amazing. Okay. Still hate it. But we have Riz Ahmed. Well, you did. <laughs> you wasted him. I think, but all right. I think that's everything. That's it. We, we dropped a bomb on you at the end. Yeah. Deal with oh, it. also, I'm sorry. The other big news from Comic-Con, Evil Jeff, Saga. Sorry, I oh, can't believe we didn't right. do this hot topic. So I was I went to the Brian K. Vaughn panel, Evil Jeff. It was just Saga's Brian K. Vaughn. Back in January, that's right. And he zoomed in Fiona Staples, and they were like, um, BKV was like, so it's been reported that Saga is coming out spring of 2022. Fiona, how is the drawing going? Is that still happening? And she's like, unfortunately, I'm here to tell you, no, it's not coming out in spring 2022. There was a collective groan. She said, it's coming out earlier. See you in January. It is going to be a 44-page issue. Um, the cover is Alana with very different hair. It is a grown up Hazel doing some sort of like top hat magic. And it is a giant koala bear man who they are calling new Marco. (laughs) 
Uh, and Brian K. Vaughn has said that he has 54 issues plotted out already. And there will be an additional 54 issues after that. And that will likely be the conclusion of Saga. So we at least have another 108 issues of Saga coming our way. And I'm going to finalize um, this with, why is this not being made into a television show? I'm so glad you said that. You want to know why? Why? Because he doesn't want it. He wants it to remain a comic. He talked about it in depth. And he was very clear about it. Um, Are you fucking and kidding he even, me? He polled the audience. And he was like, so he did this whole, it was kind of a diatribe of, it came up when somebody asked a question about the Invincible cartoon. And he was like, and the guy who asked the question was like, would you want, you know, an animated treatment or, you know, what, what kind of version would you like to see the adaptation? And he was like, I don't want an adaptation. I want this to be a comic book. I think the best actor in terms of who could play Marco and who can play Alana is Fiona Staples. There is no reason to do an adaptation unless you were going to take it in a different place, add something, make it about something like Hulu has done with Why the Last Man, which I enjoy very much. I don't see how people can do that with Saga, nor do I want them to try and people were like, oh, and then like people applauded kind of lightly. He's like, oh, I know you hate it. He's like, I heard that light smattering of applause. He's like, all right, let's do a poll. If we did adapt Saga, who wants to see it be an animated series? Major applause. Who wants to see it be a movie? No applause. Who wants to see it be a live action TV show? Medium applause. Who wants it to remain just a fucking comic book? And like the crowd went wild. Oh, wow. They, they were lying. Oh, they were lying. Totally. But he made a good case for it. Plants. So plants. I, I don't oh, that's think dev- that's devastating to me, especially because he was like, the, the only reason I do it is, is money, especially now, like the foundation is being made. I can't watch that show ever again. That fucking piece of garbage. The foundation. I walked in and Joe started watching. I'm like, this is boring. And he's like, no, it's, it's, it's good. I walked in 10 minutes later and he was snoring asleep. <laughs> with it on. And of course, and you know what they were talking about when I walked in? Math. Math. Fuck this show. What kind of... Is this how you think you're going to get our education system up to get people interested in math? No. Nope. No. Awful. Garbage. No. It's all It's all just... like His point was all this adaptation shit is cash and grab. Like It really is just about money. And he's like, and honestly, thanks to all of you... I don't care about money anymore. I really don't. Um, he's like, but I will tell you, get excited for Paper Girls coming soon to a TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> but he let, oh, that yeah. one he'll let happen. Yeah, because I just think Saga is like his saga, favorite child. I will say this Saga has the greatest chance of being royally fucked up. Yeah, he knows that. Yeah. I think he knows that, you know, I think when people approached him with why and they like, we can make it about today's political landscape. We can bring in gender issues. I think he was like, yeah, that sounds cool. You know, Um, I think he probably got paid out the ass for paper girls. And but he's like, but you don't touch saga. You don't No, this one's off limits. (sighs) Yeah, not if you actually made it, but he doesn't want to. 
All right, great. So I'm going to kill no, myself. No, he doesn't want to. And I'm going to kill myself. Okay, so fine. Well, I get it. Some, something is killing the co-host. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was really great. He's a, he's a very likable man, BKV. Yeah. He really ran the room. It was nice to see. Final thing I want to say to you. I finished season two of the other two. And I've never been more excited for the next season of anything. Talk about an amazing In all twist. my life. Are you telling... So, major spoilers now, everybody. So, season three... So season one was Chase is famous. Season two is Pat the mom is famous. Season three is going to be Carrie is famous. Are you fucking kidding? No, it's not. It is the most glorious thing. That's not what it's going to be. Oh, that's what I, that was my takeaway. Did you not hear the date? (laughs) Oh, that's right. All of this. It turns out all the first two seasons have all taken place before the pandemic. Oh, he could technically right. still be famous. He, it's about him. He could, yeah, he, but he could have been. But the yeah. next season is going to be post-pandemic. And I have a feeling oh, he's not going to be as famous as he wants, as he thought he was going to be. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the March 2020 line. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, but it's so a, good. It's such a good show. It's so good. And I got to tell you, I, Lance, what a character. Who's, which one's Lance? The the boyfriend? The yeah. He's so yeah. hot. He's so hot, especially with the long hair in season two. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, my fave, my fave, my fave. All right. Anyway, I just I thank you, bless you, my friend. Thank you so much for for bringing the other two into my life. It just it is the greatest thing ever. You're welcome. It's so funny when I hear like if there's things that I see in my head. I'm like, Brett needs to be watching these immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know it. 198 episodes in, you definitely know what my shit is. So close to 200. So close. Well, uh, live? Well, I've, done, I've done nothing about 200, by the way. What? I've done nothing to prepare for 200, by the of way. Of course you haven't. Um, no, that's why I'm preparing a live murder. <laughs> Ooh, well, it can only be two people. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, we're gonna get out of here because we got other shit to do. We have lives. And, I'm going um, to a I'm going to a gay a queer party tonight. Uh, post after party for Comic Con right after this. Oh, I'm going to Home Depot to buy light bulbs for my kitchen. So well, you. you'll probably have more fun than I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys, hope you were doing something fun the rest of this week. And just to let you know, um, hopefully you'll pick up a comic. But if you do, please be aware that that makes you (gasps) queer. Queer. Bye. Bye, loves.